Welcome to the One Life Podcast. Being a business owner is potentially the best path to build personal wealth. However, embarking on an opportunity, whether full-time or as a side hustle, is incredibly tough. I believe that understanding finances is integral to the success of your business. The purpose of this podcast is to empower you to understand, manage and grow your business finances and therefore your personal wealth. I invite you to join me every Friday as I share insights and actionable strategies to make your business serve you rather than you serve your business. I'm your host, Andrew Wilson. Well, hello and welcome to episode 10. We're into double digits of the One Life Business Podcast. I hope you're well and you're looking after yourself. Last week, I spoke to you about the last two elements of the balance sheet, which was your bank. And I went through how I would set up the bank accounts and also your creditors and how important your suppliers are to your success. Hopefully, you've got a good view about what the balance sheet is. So the idea would be keep your debtors low. Your creditors also keep them low. If you've got the money coming through the door, make sure you pay your creditors. And importantly, what you do is keep your bank balance as high as possible because cash is obviously king. Ideally, you would have three to six months in your cash buffer, which you're not touching. Then you would have plenty in your current bank account to pay your monthly amounts that need to go out and you would be paying into that profit account. That's really important to take your money out of the profit account because it's yours and you've worked bloody hard for it. And an important part as well is clearly to build that self-development or business development cash account so that you can expand and do what you need to do with the business. Now we've been through the profit and loss and the balance sheet, although granted we haven't spoken at all about sales because that is the last element and I'll get onto that at some point. Your understanding, and hopefully you've got a clear understanding of both what the profit and loss and the balance sheet elements uh, require you to do, and this will lead you to increase the value of your business, both at the present time, which will feed directly into your personal wealth now, and in the future when the business is sold. What I'd like to do today is not specifically talk about accounts. There is a book written by Michael Gerber called The E-Myth, and this is a book about why most small businesses don't work and what to do about it. And I think it's a must read for every business owner, including those business owners that have been in business for a significant amount of time. And in the previous podcasts, I've mentioned how many hats that a business owner has to wear. The problem is that everybody who goes into business is actually three people in one. And Michael Gerber describes this really well in his book, The E-Myth. And he talks about the entrepreneur, the manager and the technician. And these three are constantly battling each other. So when you begin in business, you're the entrepreneur and your entrepreneurial personality turns the most trivial of conditions into an opportunity. That's what an entrepreneur is. You see and you source potential opportunity to drive more business, new business and different business. The entrepreneur obviously lives in the future, never in the past and rarely in the present. And without the entrepreneur, there would be no innovation in your business. You wouldn't be able to grow without the entrepreneur. Now, the second person is the manager. Without the manager, there would be no planning, no order and no predictability. And the manager lives in the past. 
and where the entrepreneur invariably sees the opportunity in events, the manager invariably sees the problems. However, without the manager, there would simply be no business. And the last one, the last person, which is all you when you start as a business, is the technician. And the technician's credo is, if you want it done right, do it yourself. And how many times have you said that to yourself or to other people about your business? Whether you have employees or not, I'm sure you've said that to yourselves because I'm sure we all have. The technician lives in the present, loves the feel of things and the fact that things can get done. So what we have is a bit of a problem, don't we? Because an entrepreneurial business without a manager to give it order and without a technician to put it to work is doomed. A manager-driven business without an entrepreneur or a technician to play their roles will put things into those little boxes over and over again only to realise quite late on that there's no reason for the things or the boxes you've put them into. And those kind of businesses will die very neatly. You will be out of business because you've just been the manager. A technician-driven business without the entrepreneur to lead and the manager to supervise the technician will just work till they drop. And how many of us have done that? I see that all of the time. You work until you drop only to wake up the next morning to go to work even harder. And the next, and the next, and the next. And I'm sure this will resonate with most, if not all of the business owners that have started from scratch that are listening to this podcast. The fact of the matter is, we all have an entrepreneur, a manager, and a technician inside us. If they were equally balanced, happy days. We'd be an incredibly competent individual. The entrepreneur would be free to forge ahead into new areas of interest. The manager would be solidifying the base of operations and the technician would be doing the technical work. Bottom line is few people who go into business are blessed with that kind of a balance. Instead, the typical small business owner is only 10% entrepreneur, 20% manager and 70% technician. So you leave a job and decide that actually quite often, you know what, I can do this, I can can run my own business because I can do the work. 70% of your time is doing the work and you are therefore the technician. But where is the manager? Where is the entrepreneurial person in there? And to be successful in, in business, This balance of the 10% entrepreneur, 20% manager, 70% technician cannot continue. That's the reality. Let's move on to Michael Gerber's three phases of business growth. And I think this is really important. It pulls those three people together and for you guys to understand that actually you need these people in your business. So the three phases of business growth is infancy, adolescence, and maturity and understanding each phase and what goes on in the business owner's mind during each of them is critical to discovering why most businesses don't thrive and also to ensure that yours does as i mentioned in the very first podcast last year there were something like 600,000 businesses that were incorporated and yet there were 500,000 businesses that were in dissolution and so What we're trying to do here is, and what I'm trying to explain to you guys is, there are some tools and some tricks that you can put in place to ensure that your business 
is not one of those 500,000 dissolutions, but also that you're not working yourself to the grindstone and actually not leading an inspired life at all. Quite a few people I speak to talk about the fact that they run a lifestyle business. So a lifestyle business is one that is just in place to give someone a living and to live their life to its full. The problem is that when you're working 18 hour days, you have no life. Your life is your work and the business is you. So let's talk about a business that's in its infancy. It's easy to spot a business in its infancy. The owner and the business are one and the same thing. If you remove the owner, there's no business left. And there's a lot of us that have been in that position. This is often a business that's below the VAT threshold, so £85,000 in the UK. This is almost like a proofing concept. What you're trying to do over time is learn, is this business actually viable? And once you hit the VAT limit, I think you can be pretty sure that actually this business is viable as long as you're not working 18, 19, 20 hour days, okay? So infancy ends when the owner realizes that the business cannot continue to run this way. And in order for it to survive, it must change. And when that happens, when the reality sinks in, most business failures actually occur. And the reason for that is business owners have taken it as far as they can on their own And that's when they're really, really struggling. And when that happens, most of the technicians lock the doors behind them and they walk away. And the rest of the people, they go on to the next stage, which is adolescence. You guys need to be one of these. You need to get through that infancy stage where you're earning £85,000 or less and get over that threshold. And once you are over that threshold, you can move into becoming an adolescent. The reality is... If your business depends on you, you don't own a business. What you have is a job. And let's be honest, it's the worst bloody job in the world because you're working for a lunatic. And for those of you in the infancy stage, in order to be successful and ensure you can generate the income required to build your own personal wealth, you must push on. You have to push on. There is no other option. Because it's not going to lead to your personal financial independence anytime soon. And it's not going to propel you along that road. You really must push on into adolescence. Every business that lasts must grow into the adolescent phase. It's a fact. Every small business owner who survives goes on to seek help. And we all need that. That's why I'm talking to you about the entrepreneur, the manager and the technician. And what you do after a while is you start to identify the fact that you can't do all three of those things. You can't be those three people. However, employing staff, it comes with a lot of responsibilities, namely to manage. And every adolescent business reaches a point where it pushes beyond its owner's comfort zone. And that's normal. You're supposed to be pushed beyond your comfort zone. If business was easy, everyone would be doing it. And everyone would be successful at it. And they're not. One of the most predictable reactions to the chaos that is adolescence is the decision to go back to infancy and say, do you know what? I can't deal with this. I'm going to go back and just work on my own. If you can't control the chaos, which is staff and growing all at the same time, and it will feel like chaos even as much as you can control it because it's completely new. 
So if you can't control the chaos, some business owners say, I just want to get rid of it. There's one rule that I want you to remember. If you don't remember anything else from this podcast, there's one rule. Once you're in the adolescent stage for your business past the 85,000 and you've got staff on board, never go back to infancy. No matter what, you will not become financially independent being the technician forever. What you will be doing is swapping your time for money. You must be clear that your business is destined to grow and that once it does, your job is going to be significantly different. Your job's going to be to prepare yourself and the business for that growth. And you've got to educate yourself. So remember, this is why I spoke to you about having that business development bank account. Use the bank account to educate yourself. Use those funds. Use that time. And you've got to use it sufficiently so that as your business grows, so that the business foundation and the structure of the business can carry the additional weight. And the additional weight is more staff, more work, more stress, more strain. But ideally, what you do is you manage that risk. You manage the stress and the strain. And the key to that, as with everything, is to plan. It's to envisage and it's to articulate what you see in the future for both yourself and for the employees. And as I said before, your employees are so, so important as a business owner. Because if you don't articulate what you want to do with the business, and when I say articulate, what I mean is write it down clearly so others can see it. And if you don't write down what you want to happen with the business so others can see it, you don't actually own it. What you haven't done is told your staff exactly where what you're aiming for to be able to get your staff on side and educate them about where this business is going and how important they are. So your first call of action, I want you to write down what your plan is for the business, what you envisage to happen. I want you to be able to describe it and tell people exactly, employees and external people, where you're going to go with the business. I did mention when I was talking about creditors to present the vivid vision to your to your creditors and say this is where the business is aiming for. That in, that vision needs to be presented to your employees as well. So you get buy-in and they understand exactly what they're, they're joining. They understand your values. And this may take you some time, but believe me, it's going to be enlightening and empowering to have that information finally out of your brain and in front of you written down. So the very last section of Michael Gerber's book talks about the mature business and the mature company. And the mature company is founded on a broader perspective, an entrepreneurial perspective. And it's about building a business that works not because of you, but actually without you. And again, I'm going to be visiting this on numerous occasions through this podcast. In a mature company, there is a vision against which the present is shaped. That's what you don't have with many companies that are in their infancy and the adolescence. And once you recognize that the purpose of your life as the business owner is not to serve your business, but that the primary purpose of your business is to serve you and your life and that of your employees, and of course, anyone that's buying your goods or services, then you can go to work on your business rather than in it. The second and final call to action. I want you to ask yourself three questions before next week's podcast. How can I get my business to work, but without me? 
How can I get my people to work and my employees to work, but without my constant interference? And how can I spend my time doing the work I love to do rather than the work I have to do? So next week, I'm going to talk to you about identifying the work that you love to do rather than the work you have to do. So tune in next week for that. I hope you got value from that. And I hope I've now conveyed the message that it's so important to develop your business and work on your business rather than in your business. But that takes time to do. First stage, you've got to get out of infancy. You at the first stage are those three people. You are the entrepreneur. You are the manager. And you are the technician. But you can't always be because if you are, your business will not grow. So again, I hope you got value from that, guys. If you've liked this episode, please leave a message on iTunes. Uh, Send it to your friends, send it to your families and let them have a listen. Okay, have a good week and I will catch up with you next week. Take care. (laughs) 